who would we have called on? Lord, we thank you for just loving us when we know we didn't deserve it. For being there in the midst, Lord Jesus. Our mistakes, God, you threw them all and threw them into the sea of forgetfulness. Even those that we still have not stood up today and said we were wrong. Because our pride keeps getting in the way, God. We thank you. For allowing us to see another day. It didn't have to be. We adore you for that, God. We adore you. Lord, we thank you for living. <laughs> living in the midst of all of this habit, but still are able to say, God, thank you. We have been in situations, Lord, that we didn't think we were going to make it. We thought that was it. Because of what was going on around us, we thought it was it. <laughs> And God, you showed us that it was just the beginning. It was just the beginning of a new season. It was just the beginning of a new time. It was, it was just the beginning of a new making. <laughs> if it had not been for you, Lord, where would we be? Where? Where? Well, Lord, as we go into today, Tuesday, remembering the events that occurred on this day, Lord, we're asking that somehow it would be branded in our souls and in our spirits and in our mind. Branded. Unmoved. One of those thoughts that linger until we take our last breath. This entire incredible, incredible week, we remember and honor you. In Jesus' name, we seal this prayer together. Amen. Can you do me a favor and tell God amen? Tell the Lord amen. Lift up your praise to Jesus by pressing your share buttons and your like buttons and Lifting your hands to Jesus in remembrance. Just look over your life, man. Look back over your life and see how you have made it here. Can you give God praise today? Robert, Tina, Prophetess, I see you guys. God is so good. Oh, Father. Give it to Jesus. Let's do a quick recap. If you recall, 
Let's just speak as if it were today that this week preparing for the Passover feast was right now. It was last week. They had a party for Jesus. Mary got down there and she anointed her feet, his feet with her hair. <laughs> Great. Everything is going wonderful. And then just Jesus was it's noted for making that triumph entry into the city. Oh, Jesus is coming today. Can you imagine the, the rhetoric in the air? excitement in the air and the people oh there were some that were so excited about Jesus coming man did you see the news did you hear about him raising somebody from the dead did you hear the chitter chatter did you hear the gossip Lazarus had died and God has gotten him up did you hear did you hear that some some some, some Roman soldiers were, were were going to attack him and in that ear was did you hear about that did you hear about Jesus raising a young boy sick and died his mother went looking for him did you hear did you hear there was a bunch of, of commotion and chitter chatter. Some saying, yeah, I don't like him. Some saying, I love him. <sighs> There's a lot going on in the air. <laughs> Today, if we were to walk in that same place, it would be the same chitter chatter that you heard when Obama went in office. And the same chitter chatter that you hear about Trump. Some good, some bad, but it was in the air. And then here comes our incredible Jesus coming in to the city. Sunday, gosh, people that were excited took the clothes, man. Let's put it on the ground. We don't want, we don't want our Jesus. We don't want our Jesus feet. We don't even want the donkey that is right. We don't want his feet to touch the ground. That very thing that we were made of in honor of our Jesus. Come on, everybody. Take your clothes and throw it on the ground. Some were running and cutting the branches from the palm trees. Some were waving them in the air, but many were throwing them on top of the clothes. They wanted to make sure that the ground that our Jesus trotted on was uh Amazing. Our Jesus. Now we're going to jump on over to Tuesday. What happened on that Tuesday? We went over what happened on our Monday, but what, what happened on our, on our Tuesday? I could hear you, but we want to know what happened on Monday. Well, for those of you who weren't here, remember Jesus went into the temple and they done turned it into a Las Vegas. There was money changes going on. There was business going on. There was all types of things that was being done in that temple that wasn't supposed to be done. Can you imagine? Man, what a great week I'm having. I just had a party. I just rode in on my donkey. The people were there to meet me, and now I get to the temple and you guys are disrespectful. What the world? What the world? He cleaned that place out. And that's what we talked about. And now we're dealing with our Tuesday. Think about this. <laughs> I hear you, Lord. We have 
smart devices. We have smart plugs, smart TVs. We have what else? Smartphones. We have smart locks. We have smart garage openers. We have smart cars, smart light bulbs, smart switches. Come on. Smart fitness bands. A lot of smart stuff. But what about a smart mouth? This is what Jesus had to deal with on Tuesday. He had to wake up to deal with some folks who had a smart mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anybody got some smart mouth people in their lives? Just don't know how to shut up. Smart mouth people. Whatever you say, whatever you say anything to them, they got something smart to say. Something sarcastic to say. Sometimes you just want to say, shut up. It'll ruin your day. Matter of fact, the smart mouth of character. <laughs> Sometimes it'll carry to later in the day. I cannot believe he or she said that to me. How dare you have a smart mouth with me? <laughs> And Jesus had to wake up to Tuesday morning to deal with now some smart mouth people. First, they messed it up in the temple on yesterday, turning it into, I don't know what that was, but he fixed it. To go to sleep, to wake up, to have to deal with some people with some smart mouths. Can you imagine? Do you think Jesus wanted to spend his last week dealing with this stuff? Absolutely not. So he had to deal with the smart mouth people. <laughs> Turn your Bibles to Matthews 21 and 23. And we're going to start off with that piece of Tuesday. And then we'll move on down. Jesus dealing with the smart mouth people. Let's go to Matthew 21 and 23. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <clears throat> and it reads. And when he entered the temple. The chief priest, come on now, the chief priest and the elders of the people came up to him as he was teaching and they said, by what authority are you doing these things? Who gave you authority? What? Who are you talking to? Are you, wait, wait, wait did, can you repeat that? Smart mouth people, we've all had to deal with them. You have really got your nerve. You better be glad I'm not who I used to be. That's how we do it, doesn't it? You better be glad I'm saved today. God knocked those teeth out of your mouth. I've heard it all. 
I dare you to say it again. Just say it again one more time. Just say it again. Smart mouth people. And Jesus, the nerve, who gave you authority? Jesus could have went off right there. <laughs> Jesus could have went off right then and there if he desired to. Let's see what he said. Jesus answered them. I also will ask you one question. In other words, you got a question for me? I got a question for you. And if you tell me the answer, then I also will tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John, from where did it come from? From heaven or from man? He gave them an ABC question. In other words, I need to know if your mind is smart enough to meet up with your mouth. <laughs> Because right now, your question is introducing <laughs> your intelligence and your willingness to disrespect me. You're telling me, you're showing me what your insides are made of. Jesus wasn't worried about what they were thinking about him. He wasn't worried about their opinions because opinions aren't facts. And God didn't have time to worry about what they were thinking. He was just worried about the nerve of them throwing it at me. So if you got the nerve to ask me a question, <laughs> let me give you a simple ABC question, a Sesame Street question, something that you should know on this Tuesday. <laughs> the question was so simple. Listen what the Bible said. That they discussed it among themselves. They had to go into a meeting. Oh, but does ABC come first or C come out or B come first or B come to the end or C come to the way? How do you go at meeting? Or something they should have known. <laughs> so so simple. <laughs> we have to remember that God gave us mouths that close <laughs> and ears that don't. That right there will tell us everything. They need to do more listening and waiting for a conversation from God than allowing their lip service <laughs> to shut on. Smart mouth on this Tuesday morning. Come on. And they discussed it among themselves saying, well, if we say from heaven, then he'll say to us, why then did you not believe him? But if we say from man, we are afraid of the crowd for they all hold that John was a prophet. So they answered Jesus, we don't know. And he said to them, neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. If you can't answer the simplest of questions, 
that I ain't telling you nothing. Smart mouth on this Tuesday morning. <laughs> if only closed minds came with closed mouths, when you're able to think your way through, <laughs> then you ought to be smart enough to tell your mouth it's not time to ask a question like this. This is the wrong time. This is Tuesday. In today's time, shoot, the only way you need to open your mouth is for Tuesday is for a taco. But definitely not to offend or question my Jesus. Don't. <sighs> what else happened on that Tuesday besides Jesus having to get up and worry about some smart mouthed people when he know in his mind that he about to die in a few days. When we know that we're about to, we try we want to try to get everything done. We see all kind of movies made. We want to go on every trip. We want to see everybody. Don't you think Jesus wanted to enjoy his last week? Do you see the digression of his wonderful week turning sour? This is only Tuesday. <laughs> A few days ago, they were laying out palms on the street so that I could walk on it on my on my uh, donkey. On my sign of peace. He didn't come in on a horse. That meant war. He didn't come in on a camel. That meant money. He came in on a donkey. That meant peace. I come to you in peace. I come to you with love and understanding. <laughs> Jesus had to wake up. To some folks with some. And then after that. How long does it take you. To get over someone who's disrespecting you. Some people will hold on to it for weeks. Some of y'all still mad. <laughs> Some of y'all still mad at folks that they done to you when you was in preschool. <laughs> Did you know that anger is a feeling that makes your mouth work faster than your mind? <laughs> Did you know that? Anger will cause your mouth to lose control. <laughs> I just got to tell somebody off right. I'm about to cut somebody out. Somebody better come get me. I'm about to go to prison today. <laughs> I just heard that last week. But Jesus still carried the mantle of passion, of love, and of reason. Turn to Mark 12 and 44. <laughs> oh, Lord, he's cracking me up right now. I'm sorry. And it reads, And he sat down opposite the treasury, and watched the people putting money into the offering box. Okay, we're passing.
the basket for offering like you see at church. Many rich people put in large sums and a poor widow came and put in two small copper coins which equaled up to a penny which made a penny and he called the disciples to him and said hey come here guys truly i say to you this poor widow has put in more than all who are contributing to this offering box for they all contributed out of their abundance but she out of her poverty had put in everything she had to live on. Even after Jesus had every authority to be ticked off for having to wake up and deal with this, this, this foolishness, his passion for people was still elevated. <laughs> Jesus understood this step. The enemy is not fighting you because he was weak. He understood that the enemy was fighting him because he was strong. Don't you know that the enemy fights you not because you are a weak vessel? Jesus not one moment right in any of those times being talked about rudeness that day. Nothing that the people said took him into a weak place. He stood strong, so much so that he was still able to spew out passion and notice a woman who gave two pennies that equaled a penny. Those coins that she had was everything that she had. Yet he still had passion for her. God was showing us what our insides should be like. Sometimes our insides get so ugly. We fall on the opposing party side. The ones that have the smart mouth. We fall on their side. Maybe somebody only out here today need to eat some makeup so that you can be pretty on the inside too because right now your insides are straight ugly. You're acting like the other side. On this Tuesday. Come on, Jesus. God understood full-heartedly that it is imperative that you keep your head high no matter what happens. Life's message on this Tuesday is no matter what happens, no matter what folks say to you, no matter what people do, no matter what happens, that you will be all right. Jesus knew he'll be all right. He knew that the pain was coming, but he knew that he was going to be all right. He knew that there was going to be a moment of hurt, he knew that he was going to fall victim to pain. He knew that still he had to look ahead and fulfill his birthright. His birthright was to come here to die. That's it. 
to come here and to die for us. He was focused on purpose. He was focused on dreams because he knew that he would make it. What a life's lesson for this Tuesday after they done talked smack on this Tuesday. <laughs> then after that, it couldn't have got any worse. He runs into these God-fearing Greeks. Come on now. Let's go to John 12. These Greeks were seeking Jesus. And Jesus gave a mighty lesson to those who were watching and around and were wondering on this Tuesday. It says, now among those who went up to worship at the feast were some Greeks. So these came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and asked him, sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew, and Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. And Jesus answered. The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly, I say, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls unto the earth and dies, it remains there alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Don't think for a second that the Greeks had not seen what was going on earlier with the rude ones. Don't think they didn't know nothing about that, questioning God's authority. Don't think that they, didn't, too, didn't hear the rumors. So God was saying to, he didn't know which ones was following or who, which one, what that was. Well, he knew. God knew. Let me take that back. He began to talk to them. Listen, in other words, I need you to die to yourself. I need you to follow down this path that you're about to see. In order to see eternity, you've got to die to yourself. What does that mean? Die in your sins. I am going to die from being a crack addict. I'm dying and I'm not doing it anymore. I'm going to die at being a liar. I'm sick and tired of lying. I don't want it to live anymore. I want that part of me to die. I am tired of being an alcoholic. I am tired of faking one side of the fence or the other. I am tired of being a fornicator. I am tired of being an adulteress. I am ready to live and live right. Jesus was talking to the people on that day. Not only was he showing passion, not only was he showing forgiveness after they done questioned his authority, but he was also showing that I am still on the road to teach and educate you. It's what you know that'll take you far. It's what you don't know that you don't move. Hmm. The devil won't bother you as long as you're living in sin. You know that, right? He'll bother you only when you're trying to get out of it. 
can care less. If you in there, he already got you, baby. He don't have time to waste on you when there's so many others. He can't be omnipresent all over the place. He ain't God. He have to send all of these demons and carrying on out there to do his stuff. So what does he do? He bothers you when you try to get out of sin. He don't bother you as long as you living in it. Have any of you ever asked your friends, it seems like the sinners always are the ones that get over and got the nice cars because they've already got God. If you live a life where you've already got God, you better start asking Jesus and fall on your knees and say, Lord, I need to change somewhere. This is what he's telling them. He's talking to them. You got to die to yourself. You can't rebuke a devil that you continuously give access to in your life. You can't, you can't get rid of it. A person's most useful asset is not a head full of knowledge, but a heart full of love, an ear ready to listen, and a hand willing to help. Mm. So Jesus was telling the people, he says, it's better to die to yourself so that you can live for real. Whoever loves his life loses it. Whoever loves his life, whoever loves the sinful nature of flesh loses it. And whoever hates his life in this world hate this life in this world, hate the sin that you have done while you are here, hate the choices that you've made while you are here, hate the things that you've done to hurt people while you're here. If you can do that, then it says you will keep it in eternal life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there will my servant be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. Simple. God gave lessons on this Tuesday. We see he dealt with those who questioned his authority, smart mouths. We see him still showing his compassion for people with the widow and her coins. We see him still teaching to some Greeks who had saved him. And then he went into all of these woes, woes against the Pharisees. When you get a chance, read it, Matthews 23. Woe this, woe that giving instructions this is tuesday this is just a few days away from knowing that he's going to die jesus understood what it meant by those who said crucify he understood that being unwanted showed that his father was there and had chose him. He was chosen. He understood that being unloved 
that it was a reason to die for. If you're unloved, you're, you're, you're a reason to die for. Jesus died for you. If you are unloved, Jesus died for you. If you are unwanted, you are chosen. You are not alone. You still belong to him. And all of this day on Tuesday, he showed that passion to the widowed person, to the ones who are rude in their authority, questioning his authority, to the Greeks that seeked him. He still stood in the shoes of God. I promise you, but if you fill your mind with God's word, you will never, hear me closely, you will never have room for Satan's lies. If you fill yourself with God's word, I promise you, you'll never have time to entertain the devil's lie. Jesus was filled with his own words. And no matter what happened around him, even up to the time he died on that cross, he stayed himself. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. He was a true element of his being. We as people, <laughs> we can speak with spiritual elegance. We can pray well inside the church. We can dance up a storm, worship like never before. We can maintain this holy appearance. But if the truth be told, it is your behavior how you act that reveal your true character. Jesus had the character of example. Tuesday of Holy Week. <sighs> hey guys, I'll look for you on the morrow. It's Wednesday. What happens on Wednesday of Holy Week? Remember that your my people perish due to the lack of knowledge. Wake up so that we'll know exactly what was going on. God bless you guys. I pray that it helped you.